Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about transfiguration as pertains to ascension. But before we get to that, I want to say hello to some very special little kids. So, hello, Lincoln. I love you very much. Hello, Reese. I love you very much. Hello, Miles. I love you very much. And big, big hugs to all of you. Yeah, very good. Excellent. So the idea of ascension, the idea of um, what's happening with the human race, and I want to first talk about how far we've come. We've come an immeasurable distance. Um, you know, centuries ago, the, the word wasn't even accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, don't think written anywhere. We are ascending. We, the human race, are ascending. One of the great attributes is that a port is now more or less a common word. Uh, something uh, disappeared. A port, it's yeah. A port, yeah. Something disappears, and then it reappears exactly where it was a uh, day, week, 10 years later, but in and out. And people are not mystified by it anymore. It's become common language. And there are many, many, many words that are becoming in common use that were unheard of thinking not so very long ago. So this idea of um, becoming more conscious, okay, and exercises to make yourself more conscious is becoming commonplace. Well, it, all throughout the Bible it did talk, and this is not a religious show, but I'm just making note that it talked about the ascension, mm -hmm. about ascension process, and what that meant was we would all come out of our bodies, and, or this is how people have interpreted it anyway, is that we would all come out of our bodies and lift up and be taken to heaven, to the kingdom of heaven and all that. But as we have become, let's just say, uh, more educated, more in tune, more conscious, we are elevating out of those old beliefs and ascension takes on a different meaning. And it's not really so different, but what it means, yes, we rise up, but it's not this literal thing where we just rise out of our body and are taken somewhere, although mm -hmm. maybe we are, who knows. But it's more about the process of ascending in consciousness, which makes us lighter. Like I used to describe many years ago, that as we heal our emotions and the traumas and the pains in our life, it's like throwing the sandbags out of the hot air balloon, and the hot air balloon rises up and gets a higher view. Yeah, which has to do with emotions quite a bit. And as our so, emotions yeah. become less dense, and we can, we can do exercises to make our emotions less dense, um, when the emotions are very dense, things become um, immutable, they become stubborn, they become recalcitrant. They, and, okay, so one of the things that we can do to assist ourselves to move out of this emotional blockage that is standing in the way of ascension, is standing in the way of our greater consciousness. <clears throat> I believe 85% uh, of the human race, the the overleaf, the um, term for what we hang on to is stubbornness, and it's really only the fear of change. Stubbornness is the fear of change. So if um, anyone in your life is incredibly stubborn, you can point out very smugly that it is actually a fear of change that's the root of this, and therefore knock the pen out from underneath. But it is easier to practice the um, 
in the mystery schools, the way in which uh, emotion was made less dense was, was to switch emotions. And it was much easier to do in the mystery schools of ancient, wherever that was, <clears throat> because um, it would be done in dreams. Your teacher would um, give you a list of emotions in your sleep and you would wake up and go from emotion, 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 each, you know, fear, anger, guilt, fear, anger, guilt, whatever the emotions might be, sadness, happiness, joy, and ring, 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 so that it got the wheel a little loose so that you could spin it more easily when it came to this, that, and the other thing emotionally. And that's and, holding us back. And that's really the, the state that is, that we're all naturally in. Like I've described emotions in many years past as suits of clothes that we choose what to put on for the purpose at hand instead of just letting it default to whatever pops out of the closet when you open the door. <laughs> and it is true. As a matter of fact, most of my life's work is devoted to that, to helping people take those heavier emotions, like the sandbags in the uh, hot air balloon, and throwing them over so that the balloon rises higher and higher. Because mm -hmm. when you let go of those emotional um, traumas that are like this big boulder in the middle of the stream, when the boulder drops, that event or that trauma or that, that cause of that disruption in your emotional body, mm -hmm. it causes the water to then split and go around the, blo uh, the block in two, di two different sides. Mm -hmm. And we call that bipolar or duality or whatever mm -hmm. we want to call it. But then let's say someone tells us, you're ugly, and so that thing falls in there. And then we develop a fragmentation. Half of us says, oh no, I'm ugly. And the other half says, no, I'm not. This, we're not measured like this. And so those two factions are chronically at war until we lighten ourselves and remove that emotion. And that's why in the mystery schools, our evolution spiritually is mandated on, or, or it, it is, it is absolutely essential to do your inner work, to go down the J-hook, discover who you are, release these old things, whether you call that soul retrieval or whatever, in order to rise up the other side. Yeah. Um, you know, I believe we're so excited we didn't do the Mayan here, so just let me, uh, uh, let me put this in. The Mayan is one of the most incredible um, tools in your tool belt. Really, my tool belt doesn't seem to have Mayan. Well, get it. Um, if enough people contact us, we will indeed create a Mayan class. But at this point, it does have to be... Well, uh, what is today? It is Lamat Tone 4. And Tone 4 is the self-existing tone, the I-can-do-it-myself tone, very independent. And Lamat is a tribe of the artists, so today is where your particular art form, whatever that may be for you, mm -hmm. becomes self-existing. And there are a lot of singers and actors that are in the Lamont and in the Can tribe, which is the guide tribe for today. Mm -hmm. A lot of musicians and uh, people that are dancers and just love the five senses are in the Can tribe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I define in order to beautify measuring art. I'm, uh, once we're somewhat more acquainted with Mayan, uh, we have a spiral that we're all in, and every year you switch to one of four tribes. Uh, my birthday. You don't switch, but uh, but it it becomes an influence. Let's say. Yeah, my birthday this year, I have moved into the Lamont, and um, 
it was building before my birthday, but since the birthday, I've been um, doing art virtually every day, not necessarily every day, but certainly close to every day. Since I'm doing uh, three suites, it'll be five, seven suites by the time I'm done. Suits, suites, obviously, whatever English you want to use on that. Suites, a favorite word lately. But uh, this idea of, and I'll show some on the show coming up, but it just um, flowered in me, absolutely. The, uh, I'm more artist than much else these days, which is very different. And kind of who I was when I was born was more artist than anything else throughout. Mm. Yeah, and it just uh, has flowered many times. Anyhow, so it's back. Yeah, so what same, we were same for me. I, I've been working on a number of new decks and mm -hmm. things like that. So uh, well, I'm in the dreamer year. Yeah, well, that's a very good year, too. That's the, um, the place where information comes from different A lot of the places. things that, that I teach and know have, have been taught to me via dreams. And as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, it first must be dreamed before it can be lived. So it's true for everyone. Yeah. So what, what were you going to say about the transfiguration? Well, what we were discussing before the Mayan just now was the idea that uh, in creating a, a dissolving of emotional blocks, <clears throat> in creating the clearing of the emotional de degree, um, emotional artifacts that we've been hanging on to. Thank you for using that word. I much prefer that. Yes. Okay. Uh, in releasing this, it allows a, a transfiguration, yes, and also the idea of a, a <clears throat> greater scope of understanding, a greater level of consciousness. Uh, it allows you to receive higher forms of, uh, the word they're saying is nutrition, emotional, mental nutrition from um, becoming attractive to it. When you're emotionally shut down, you keep everything away from you. Yeah. Protection or growth, really. Yeah. Boils down to. Well, and then, it, you know, we're one of the few species that is capable of being alone, and that's only our grand denial of our own telepathy, because you could oh, not technically... Capable of perceiving themselves as being alone. Right, I gotcha. yeah, yeah. And so you can go get a house in the mountains or something, and see people once a week if you must just because you have to eat, you know, or slip it under the door, I don't want to even see your thumb, you know, stuff like that. But uh, once we agree and we have agreed and I believe our audience is uh, agreeing also, what, tell me what is the next step, what sort of exercise can I do? Um, to answer that question, you can write down assorted emotional states on flashcards and if you have a partner then hold up the emotional state to the other person and then transmute. I know you probably thought of this long oh, ago, oh. but uh, hold up the emotional state and then the person takes on that emotion and then another one and another one and another one till it's virtually meaningless what state of emotion you're in because like reruns on TV. Go ahead. Um, well, for years ago I had in my psychic development class mm -hmm. um, and I use them occasionally now where I did such a thing but not for the purposes of uh, just experiencing the emotion, but I would write all the different emotions down. <clears throat> and then someone would get in front of the group and draw one of the cards and then put themselves into that emotion and then we used that as a catalyst to perceive what we thought that person was feeling. 
and it wasn't an expression, but it was a feeling. Because we do pick up on other people's feelings. Yeah, yeah. And I like that idea. I think it's a, a very interesting thing, and it, and it reminds me of a healing technique. It, it's quite a bit different, but the same effect. And I, I don't know if it was polarity therapy or one of those, but one of the exercises in it was to diffuse an impact of a specific phrase or word. Let's say someone threw a ball at you and now the ball is very uh, scary or the word mm -hmm. um, funeral or something that, that you've experienced that, ha that you have a charge over um, or someone calling you bad, then you say bad, good, bad, good bad, good, bad, good, over and over and over and over until the bad and the good, the two extremes, no longer have a charge as the two extremes yes. okay. and then become neutral. And I, I did that as a kid, just as a game. You'd say the word car, 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 car over and over and there was a certain point where it, did no, it no longer had any meaning. And now I know that was probably prior training for this. Yeah. So once you can uh, cleanse the emotional artifacts that are there, then you can uplift your entire set of aerials and receive a higher level of consciousness mm -hmm. of this. And the point being that the transfiguration is the, another definition of it is the rewriting of your auric field's structure and that can be done automatically, not arguing. It can also be done, um, the Merkaba, which we've taught for years and years and years, calling it the uh, auric field makeover is a very good way to describe the... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, the idea is that you can get it, you can create this ability to receive the higher frequencies and what is quintessential to it is regular meditation. Meditating regularly uh, has <coughs> got to be an enormous strengthening of your ability to receive higher frequencies, okay? And so if and our beloved audience, seriously, uh, if you do not now meditate, meditate. Meditate, in case you don't know the word, okay, is another word for it is daydreaming. Just let, uh, the Beatles said it, just let uh, tomorrow never knows, the lyrics to tomorrow never knows, shut off your mind and just float downstream. And uh, that is a very good way to put it, and we've taught a dozen times uh, how to shut your brain off. There is an off switch. It's way deep in your left ear. <laughs> you gotta dig for that sucker, but it's there. And so once you can shut off your brain, it, not the nostril, no, sir, no, not the nostril, <laughs> thank you. It's an amusing thought, speaking of digging deeply. But so meditation is a very important thing. And another process that's essential to us is the ability to recognize. That's what's not there. That's why I was saying I'm so proud of we the human race because the word abort doesn't knock people over anymore. It used to, if this was the 1950s and you said, ah, my key's aborted, you'd find yourself in a lunatic asylum because of just the grand ignorance that was ruling 
there's less and less grand ignorance ruling us. Or lunatic asylums. And less Thank lunatics, God. yes, uh, all the way around. Besides, lunatic is one of the most complimentary things you can call someone because this person is recognizing, keyword, recognizing the influence of the moon on them. And lunatic was a, a word to keep you powerless, mm -hmm. but it's not. Crazy is the biggest compliment you can be paid. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's really interesting just about the apportation. And I'll explain it a little bit because there may be people that don't really oh, yeah, please. Uh, haven't heard of it. It's in uh, the Psychic Development Part 4 where we do actual experiments with that, and I think it's a lot of fun. Essentially what that means is something appears out of nowhere or disappears out of nowhere. And we've all lost things where we dropped it and, and it was within our field of vision and then it just vanishes. As a matter of fact, one time Neville and I were sitting sort of at this angle we're sitting now and someone was in front of us and we were talking and Neville was, he always twirls his crystals and this was a little tiny uh, tourmaline wand and he was doing this and he dropped it and all of us saw it drop and about a foot before the floor it just went zzz, and it vanished. It just vanished. Um, we we looked everywhere. I looked in the cuffs of his pants. For like six months, every time we would go up there, we'd look again because it was a pretty valuable little piece. And finally just thought, forgot about it. And it was about six months later, we were sitting in the same room and talking to somebody different. And you hear this, or we heard this, like, a, a, like an electrical current type of a sound, like zzz, like that. And then a crack, and then boom this thing falls from a foot above down onto the ground. And there were, each time there were other people there as well, or another person there that witnessed mm -hmm. this thing too. And what my theory is with apportation is that if we look at time as being envelopes sitting on a table, and this moment is in one, another moment is sitting on top of that, etc., till you have a stack of them. And typically what we have to do is come out of that time envelope and enter the next one. And if we stretch it out, it's what's known as time, where we go into tomorrow's time envelope, like right here in the studio, something happened in here yesterday, something will happen tomorrow, and something's happening right now, and there's something that separates that. And typically, you would have to wait to go into the flow of time, either forward or that backwash as time moves forward, one of those. But I feel occasionally, and in different locations that change sometimes, there are like straws that connect these envelopes. And occasionally you can be walking and some component can fall through that into another time zone. So let's say the tourmaline dropped, went through one of those little openings into a future moment in that same time, that same space, but a different time. Mm -hmm. Now it happens all kinds of ways. I have been witness to this. I know it doesn't make left brain sense, but much does when you really start exploring things. Depends There's not the a lot brain. of logic to yeah. a lot of things. But I have seen things, and people have done experiments where they can document things disappearing and appearing. Mm -hmm. It's happened many times to me, but yeah. that essentially is what apportation is. And when you really master this, you can become familiar with where there are these openings mm -hmm. in these envelopes and do this consciously. Yeah, in the metaphysical short stories, I wrote a um, story that had the character Sherlock Holmes in it. Uh, oh, very fun. In which there was an episode of apportation, which was uh, 
a person accidentally zapped himself into this other dimension. Like sliders? Um, not exactly sliders in that he was surrounded by what he first interpreted to be bags of light. That's the way he described it. Mm -hmm. Portable bags of light. So out of boredom, finally, he just stuck his hand into one of these bags of light and pulled out a set of car keys. And it took him a while to figure out what had happened, so he stuck his head in to see what had happened. <laughs> and somebody couldn't find their car keys. They were running around the apartment looking for their car keys. And they went, oh, what did I do? And he puts the keys back, and the guy finds them right where they were, you know, the, on the coffee table or whatever. Well, well you know the story of our friend, uh, Mary Ann. She moved from her home, oh, yeah, and yeah. they rented out their house for three plus years. I'm not sure. She lost a ring, couldn't find it anywhere. Moves to New York. S several people rent the house in the meanwhile. Move in, move out. There's been cleaners. There are people come and painted the place, repairmen, dot, dot, dot. She comes back three years later, moves back in, and the last place she had seen it was on an ottoman, just mm -hmm. sitting there. Well, of course, they moved all that to New York, and everything came back, unpacked everything, woke up that next morning, and there was the ring, three and a half or four years later, sitting right on the ottoman where it had last been. Mm -hmm. But obviously, it went through some kind of a time thing. Oh, yeah, very yeah. much so. Another form of transfiguration, transfiguration that we are, uh, to a large degree, unaware of is uh, from life to life. Uh, if you saw you in your past life, Oh, I was going to. And you could recognize you. It would be through the eyes that you would recognize you from your past life. But if you look at that other person who may indeed be a different race, a different gender, um, any number of other very different things about that person, you would go, oh my God, I'm transfigured when I was a Native American woman and now I'm me. Boy, that's transfigured. So there is. Um, the transfiguring we're talking about in the form of ascension is where we can actually manifest the light body visibly. I've done it now and again, uh, never consistently. And the, I remember I got, was awakened in the middle of the night and was walking in an absolutely dark room. And I put my hand up against the wall to orient myself in the room. And my hand gave off light, mm. uh, in fact, yellow-green light. Uh, that lit the wall. I mean, it stayed on for a moment while I noticed that I could make uh, movement, uh, you know, and have it reflect off the wall. That happened to me years ago. Yeah. It was purple yeah. and it mm -hmm. was dark. It was right, right when I was really starting on this yeah. conscious part of the journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and, and, and it was just these beams of light that came out of my hands. But I do see that when I do healing work with people. I can see mm -hmm. these rays of light. Well, we teach the Sakim. Yeah. We initiate people in Sakim, which is. Uh, light blue light, well, but as I understand, I came in on the yellow-green ray. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and each of us came in on a particular ray of light, so, or a ray of light. Well, or an array of light. Yes. <laughs> well, um, you were talking about, uh, what was that now, right before that, um, real quick before The idea of your past lives being oh, the a form transfiguration. of transfiguration. I, the transfiguration, there is a, just another way to, mm -hmm. to um, to introduce that concept in another way it manifests. Transfiguration means that it changes from one substantial, tangible 
energy form into another mm -hmm. rather than just muting uh, into something or yeah. transforming into something else. Well, uh, an old Rosicrucian, is, did I say it right? Yes. Uh, technique that I learned many years ago, and I talk about this in the opening of the Third Eye Ceremony, but um, when I was younger and we had gotten into a friend's parents' liquor cabinet, and I yeah, think yeah. everybody has that moment where they where yeah, they it's drink difficult alcohol. To get it's that like, many people in such a small well, cabinet. Well, I was in the bathroom and I was just staring at my reflection. I was a little a little altered in my consciousness, not necessarily in a good way. But I was staring at my face and it went completely blank. And then I saw this old lady's face and it transmuted into an old man's face. And it terrified me. And I ran out of there and I said, I'm never drinking again. This is insane. You know, whatever that, yeah, that force says was. That, yeah. But then when I read many years later that there is a technique where you take a mirror, a hand mirror, and you light a candle because you have to have your rods and cones all activated as if it were a night environment, a dark environment, and you stare at your face in the mirror, eventually through that soft gaze your face will turn blank and then you can see your past lives. Your face transmutes and transfigures into various past lives you've had in your life. Yeah. And I have ha had that spontaneously work, mm -hmm. so it's kind of an interesting thing. But I think it's something you don't really approach unless you're really ready to do that. Yeah, now another aspect of transfiguration is the idea that uh, uh, while we are earthlings as we are on the planet Earth, terrarians, I suppose you live in a terrarium then, but um, as we are who we are, we, that's not all we are, that isn't even vaguely all we are. And our soul has in its explorations convened bodies on sentient beings, bodies on other planets, which is another method of uh, viewing transfiguration. Uh, over the many, many years, I've taken people to other planets to, uh, which is one of the most fascinating things imaginable oh, yeah. because of the completely different uh, social structure, the completely different level of consciousness, the completely different tech, they're completely different, um, and, and so in galactic history, that's uh, the conclusion of a galactic history, or it's one of the classes in galactic history, where we take the group onto another planet to see who you are, who your friends are, who you are mated with, it's just the way you say that, because of the variety of what that word means on a large assortment of, and there's the it's all planet planet. It's coming up in a planet. couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, uh, the all plant planet, which is um, where well, we have other, uh, yeah, there's, it's a very interesting thing. But transfiguration, and I'm saying that the human race is building mass that, and I don't know at this point, I'm not informed of what our time schedule is like, but I'm informed that our program has accelerated this process. When we began the program, we were the only program we, I think at one point we were saying, we're the program that's on your side, unlike all it's the programs. It's not with the program. The program. You yeah. used to say, we're the program that's it's not, not with, with the, program. the program. We're yeah. on your side. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, and uh, now there's so, so many, but we, they are our children in a very real way uh, because we began this back when we, we, we did shows, a show on the single word fear. 
which happens to be recording in archives right at the moment. The single word fear took up a uh, entire program. And three. One, yeah, three programs, as a matter <laughs> of fact, uh, because the, the human race was in such a paralytic grip of being afraid of just everything everywhere all the time. And now people are, have come up with extreme sports. I mean, I'm telling you that's birthed out of our doing things like fear is, uh, the difference between fear and information is the level of your consciousness, okay? And uh, you create 100% of your life, and if you want to staple a ski to each knee and slide down a, a mountain into a frozen river and just go downstream and then go, yeah, dude, okay, drunk out of your mind because you're not going to do that sober. Yeah, okay, because you can also say, yes, I'm, I'm coming out of this exactly the same way I went through it, minus a liver, but still the basic concept of, uh, yeah, that we are far bolder, we the human race, and it's not Kirk saying, William Shatner saying, boldly go, but that is the grandest piece of advice. It's just from everywhere, we the human race are becoming potentially realized, much more than we ever had. Um, two, three, four, five hundred years ago, time was a solid rock. There was nothing you could do about it. We, we went to Virginia Beach in one hour. It was an hour and a half, but we came back in an hour and a half. Yeah, well, whatever that was. There is a technique to use to warp yeah, time. Yeah, to warp time, yeah. And it's entirely, the, it, it's flexible now. Time, because of the belief system of the human race, time was an immutable concept. You could not change time. And so words like early and late were used to beat people with. Yeah, and this is all changing. This is all, you know, we're not the only ones, but I'm just saying be proud of yourself that this uh, wave of consciousness is rippling through us and will continue. Um, that's the big secret about water, in case no one knows. It comes in waves, and the waves go up and down. And you've, you've said this, oh, my life, it goes up and down. Yes, well, it's water. You know, a scalar wave, a radio wave, a, you know, any kind of wave you want to name, it pulsates. That's who we are. We pulsate. But the pulses are getting higher and higher and higher. And that is, and, and the other big secret, time is in a spiral, not a straight line. So there's such a thing as a big secret. So there's no such thing as going back to square one because you have all the information since you were last at square one. You did not go back to square one you orbited over square one with a lot more information. So don't say, I'm back to square one. It's not possible to do. You cannot have the same experience twice. That's the big secret about addiction. Yeah. We could have a show called The Big Secret and just name all these things. There is no mystery school. <laughs> yeah, that would well, be absolutely Well, there are the mysteries, but only because we we hide things from ourselves so we can have the joy of finding them because it is fun to discover things. That's why I make treasure candles because it's fun to watch the light burn and then you see something appearing and then you're able to extract it and mm -hmm. see what it yeah, is. Yeah, and that's and very much what's going so on with us. That's why I've always said God makes things simple and man makes things complicated and man loves their puzzles and that when things get complicated and confusing and complex, just know that we are moving which is our nature toward the complexity and just bring it back to the simplicity and everything is fine. 
but it's all about the level of consciousness and it's ignorance that harms each other like nobody will wish to harm each other if they're fully conscious yes it's it's just how could you not even a logical thing to yeah. do when you are conscious so the people out there reacting and are emotionally spinning wildly out of out of uh, orbit of their own personal orbit into illusions and things that cause each other to harm each other that that's really the mission of the show is not so much to tell people what to think but to teach people how to think mm -hmm. and it's about raising your level of consciousness mm -hmm. and uh, one more just in the transfiguration concept um, we do an event that's um, uh, parallel lives where you get your soul is very invested in your evolution so not only does it dot the universe uh, with uh, sentient bodies it has also laid down a number of other yous on this planet. So say that your overall uh, life's lesson is the word power. So then say seven of you decide to experience aspects of power. So one agrees to be incredibly powerful, to, you know, on physical, on physical. Andre the Giant, the, you know, the idea of the, uh, um, okay, and another uh, of your team agrees to experience powerlessness, uh, possibly a woman in China in the suburb, uh, right, rural WKRP area. WKRP in Cincinnati. Yes, true, true. Okay, so the idea that um, uh, there are all these other yous who are all transfigurations of the same soul, uh, which is another thing. So as we get to the point where we will be more or less arbitrarily giving off light at will. Okay? And I'm certain there are dozens of people that... Will has so many things flung at him. I know, he's very busy. Will, I read the other day, is uh, the, uh, one of the names that's passed the test of time. There are chil children who are brand new still being named Will. And I'll bet you Richard still lasts, and I guarantee John and Michael and Mary certainly, and any number of other uh, names that will just continue to be, um, continue with our line, because they all have information, they all have a specific um, patterning and life's lesson to get a hold of. But that is in and of itself uh, another show. But um, I figured out someone named Mary Beth has a house by the ocean, which is just one of those things that flies through. So if I change my middle name to Beth, will I have a house by the ocean? I would change love a house by the Mary ocean, Beth. by the way. Yeah. I would love to live by the ocean. Okay. So um, I will right. do that. Yes, transfiguration, yeah. That's another form of um, uh, my original birth name. My middle name is Neville. And so when I began being Neville, and in fact, R. Neville, to be formal about it, that was a major transfiguration in my life. That's uh, right uh, around the time I got shot. Hmm. So, um, yeah. That's so interesting. There's another transfiguration you can create for yourself is to choose. Um, if you um, already have your name famous or you're doing a series of paintings or uh, books or for one reason or another, don't change the name, at least not publicly, 
because people will be looking for that, and so it is, quote, branded. But if you're not at that point in life, you may consider the idea of changing your life uh, by transfiguring, by changing your name, because it will create a difference. Well, you can also change your name by changing who you are inside, and then the whole vibration of your name then changes. That's true, too. So even if your name's uh, Billy, and you become a different Billy than the Billy, as you state your name, as you um, enunciate it, as you pronounce it, yeah. you speak it, it rides on a Billy. different carrier wave. Yes, I'm Billy. Billy. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Uh, I like the Billy on um, uh, da, 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 da. the show uh, Allie McBeal. Yeah. thought that was an excellent of Billy's. Admired him greatly for just thoroughly becoming his fantasy life with nothing in the way of it. Well, I, I really love Joel from Northern Exposure, especially in the last season when he oh, yeah. just decided to go into his spiritual life and it became real. His By the way, out. that series is so profound. I knew mm -hmm. there was a reason I did not watch it when it was on regular prime time and we rented it. I just got in the mood for something like that and it is so profound. I really highly recommend watching it again mm -hmm. to anybody out there, even if you have watched it in, yeah. in the past. But transfiguration really is about we understanding that we are more than our body, mm -hmm. we are more than our life, and we're more than our thoughts and even our perception of reality right now. And as long as we know that, that's great. We're light years ahead of any, anything else. I know one of the things that frustrates people, um, like, or like for instance, if we are going through a phase where we forget things. Well, as long as we say, I'm going through a phase where I forget things, let me carry a little notebook with me, or could you remind me or help me to remember until I'm out of this phase, well then everything is okay. But if we refuse to admit that we are who we are, it just causes conflict after conflict and then other people are having to get involved in our drama. Mm -hmm. Just understand who we are. We're divine beings of light. Exactly. And the more we become conscious, the higher the vibrational frequency and the higher we move up. And as a matter of fact, our lifespan is a, a direct map of that. We start vibrating so fast as we get older that then there comes the day that we are vibrating too fast for our body and we just vibrate into the next thing. And it looks like we die, but we are just vibrating quicker. So acknowledging that, we will empower ourselves mm -hmm. to do this consciously instead of having it no sneaking up than, us, uh, on us. No different than in your sleep when you change from one dream to another. Yeah, or waking yeah, to sleep. You had been listing, we are more than our name, more than our body. Um, there is the point at which we can recognize ourselves as more than our soul, and that is the point of that divine consciousness. I am more than my soul. And that's uh, a, a very good stepping stone towards the ascension. And in fact, I, I believe ascension will be discarded as our, you know, as the process goes on because in actually experiencing ascension, um, it, it, you know, how are you? Well, ascended, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Uh, it just doesn't. It's no longer, you, in describing yourself, there has to be a greater 
I am transfiguring. Uh, mm -hmm. You see my point that yeah. it's all been changing so readily. Mm -hmm. That's very true. That's very true. So it's a, it's a matter of remembering who it is we really are. It's a matter of not believing in anything that makes you feel smaller. And remember mm -hmm. my thing from years ago. I know people are probably sick of hearing it, but if it makes you feel larger, you walk toward it. If it makes you feel smaller, you walk away from it and you don't question it because it's different for everyone. If you can live by that and know that there is always more, that there is always a bigger picture, then you will forever be, and, and we can't not be anyway, but we will be more consciously vibrating higher and higher as time goes by until we become the light. Yes, I became the light when I sneezed. Yes. Neville, and here's your pixels, nose. Yeah, the pixels all gathered back together. They haven't really At least you didn't icy. do it into the microphone this time. Yes, yeah. We heard someone in the control room there. <laughs> uh, the studio is being kept especially cold because of the equipment in uh, one of the other rooms, which is the uh, sneeze. Uh, which is uh, the sneeze. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, we are getting ready to do the duck, and I would like to announce our duck dangler is David, who has done our audio and very many other things for us for over a decade, th 13 years. 13 years, yeah. And today is his birthday, and it's yeah. the 13th of September. Mm -hmm. So happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to Duckman. you. Happy birthday, dear David. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you and many more. Okay, he'll be on camera shortly, probably beat red because... <laughs> No, it's too cold in here to be beat anything. Quack, 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 quack. All righty. Okay, it's that's right. okay. You can take the graphic away if you don't have the music. That's there fine. we go. Hey, David. Do, 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 do. Here comes the duck. Whoa, okay. These are the ducky cards, by the way. The ducky angel cards. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Oh. Well, you know what? If you're not enthusiastic about your life and yourself, then who's going to be? If we all were enthusiastic about our own stuff, we wouldn't have to be worrying about others or trying to talk other people into things. What'd you mm -hmm. get? I got release and freedom. And uh, that is a major part of what we're Thank talking you. about here. Um, a long time ago, I got the idea to set myself free which it was an interesting program to run, and every time I've ever run it, it's been very different. And the result is released, so I can see why I was reminded of that by the, the cards. So if you, uh, just as an exercise, what would you do if you were free? We spent 100,000 shows asking people. You mean what would we do if we realized we were always free? Yes, exactly. And what would, if you got out of bed tomorrow morning and realized you could do anything you wished, what would you truly love to do? And after you slept question, for two months. <laughs> after you slept for two months and then finally decided to get out of bed, what would you do with your life if you were totally free? Well, that's freedom. Oh, and, I know what I would do. And rewriting yourself and therefore our theme of uh, transfiguration. Mm -hmm. Transfigure yourself by becoming free. You're here. There we go. Do it. Do it now. Just do it. Just run around doing it. And Nike owes my son all that money from the Just Do It yes. logo because okay. he thought of it first okay. when he was two uh, years old. Okay. And we have our, our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? 
Hi, my name is Robin, and I want. How are you guys doing this evening? Great, Good. thank you. Good. How about you? Hey. Or not, Robin? What can we do for you? I was going to see if I could possibly get a reading for Mary. Sure. I, I love your show. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. That's very You're nice. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. All right. So for Robin, the first card we get. Now this is the card that is completion, and what that means is that the last piece of any puzzle is put in over the third eye, which means it brings the understanding. Until you get the full picture, you really don't have the full understanding, and it's rare that we actually ever get a complete picture because there's always a bigger one. So it's talking about maybe a situation in your life to just hang, hang back and say, okay, I, it may have been an old relationship, it may have been something like that, that still seems to be there present in your existence or in your thoughts. And it's saying to just wait, the understanding will come. And in the meanwhile, don't let that understanding be, con or, or your growth or your expansion or your rebirth be contingent upon that understanding. Just go ahead and move forward. It's your time to get out of that yin-yang world of either having to, to be the doer or the receiver. It's, it's about integrating both of those now. And that brings a lot of harmony to you. And so it does feel like things from the past are being let go of, and that's going to bring a newfound freedom and other people into your life that are going to be quite, quite close and quite spectacular. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Do we have another call? Uh, uh, we okay. are going to be doing the vegetarian potluck this Saturday. That's a good one. And um, the tarot class on Sunday, uh, I may be uh, delaying that start date and making some modifications to the psychic development starting on Monday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested in that, please do email me so I can give you the updated info on yes. those start dates. And uh, Saturday, if um, you've always wondered what the vegetarian potluck was, it contains a number of games. It contains... Uh, yeah, we do the, my remote view game, which is fun, and meditations. And sometimes people hang out afterwards and bring a deck and we just pull a few cards. Yeah. And it's a potluck, so we all eat and just talk and it's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's very open, very friendly. And like everything we do, it's designed to increase consciousness. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. And then a little ceremony. And yeah, which and is fun. Uh, Pleiadian information too. The, um, all right. Yeah, well, so. well, how about if I do a reading for all those who are feeling uncomfortable about calling in or have in the past? I'm, this one's for you. And remember, a good portion of every reading if not more than half of it, really 90% of it, has to do with how you apply what I say or whoever is doing the reading says to your life, how you apply it to your life. This is a mutual arcing up to uh, I lay the information out and you pick it back up. Okay, so the first card we get is clinging to the past. Sometimes those old things, those old hurts and pains really do bog us down. It keeps us from moving forward in our life. And so it's time to set it down. You don't have to analyze all those little conversations and those things. It's time to set it down and see this beautiful cup of light that is going on in your life. And sometimes things appear to be going against you, but really, there's no point in swimming upstream because you have designed the river and the riverbed and it flows at your command. 
So go along for the ride, take a deep breath, and even if you don't know why you've commanded the river to flow like this, just know that some part of you does, and the more you stop resisting, the more you will start hearing that voice and understand why everything happens the way it does. And this is saying, uh, which I think is so beautiful, you flow down that river and you end up in this beautiful pool with the dolphins in your inner voice, and that beautiful crystal right over the communication chakra and it's saying to trust your, your spirit and know that you're never not on your path. You are always on your path and it's always the right thing for you, even if it feels like it's not. All right, Excellent. and you're going yeah. to be teaching galactic history this month. Coming up, yeah. And uh, let's see, we're gonna be at Ruby Tuesday shortly. Mm -hmm. If anyone would like to come and join us, we would uh, that's Love in Fairfax Circle, and it's mm -hmm. Thursday night, the 13th of September. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just hang out, so you're welcome to stop in and say oh, hey. And, uh, let's see what else is there. There's so much going on. I, I'm telling you that the art is taking an enormous amount of my consciousness. It really is. I, I have been, um, my entire sleep pattern has changed because when I decide to go to sleep, my, my, and this was me my whole life. I shut this off when I became uh, author full-time um, because my brain will just start generating paintings. It just does, <laughs> and, and the, my paintings are immensely complex these days. So, uh, so then at six o'clock in the morning, I decide uh, to just write down the paintings, and then possibly I can go to sleep, but I you know, decided to go to sleep around you one in the morning. You went through that when you were writing a lot of your books, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, when I'm very creative, it just does Yeah, I think that's the way off. it works with people, because yeah. at night, there's such a clear, like I was always a if, night owl when I was yeah. a kid, and it took me a lot of years training to change that, but I would mm -hmm. say if I let myself get back to my own rhythms, I love the early morning light. I would probably sleep 12 to 7, 12 p.m. to 7 p.m., and be awake the rest of the time because there's something that is so serene about the middle of the night. There's less psychic and kinetic energy going on. Yeah. You can hear your thoughts. And there isn't this constant thing, oh, I quote unquote should be doing this. Oh no, the phone's ringing, I have to return calls. It's the People time of the let muse. you off the hook to just be you at night. Yeah, and the ancient Greeks say that that would be the time that the muse are active. Yeah. And uh, I remember a long time ago uh, deciding that I would never start a project past 4 a.m. in the morning when I was completely nocturnal hmm. for years. The I was born that way, nocturnal. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, but interesting. Well, um, if anybody would Maybe like to call in for a reading, you can call 571 749 1166. Mm -hmm. And that is the number the every question. week. And, um, and so it's 571-749-1166. Mm -hmm. And that's the call-in number for questions or for readings. Yeah, and if anyone had, and we have a caller. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Uh, hi, this is Jane. Uh, hi, Mary and Neville. Hi, hi. how are you? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm good. Um, Mary, I was wondering if you could give me a reading. I would be happy oh, to, thank you. Thank you, I'll hang up. Oh, Bye. great, thank you. It's always so good to hear from everyone. Okay, so for Jane, the first card is, I feel like so many things are coming together for you now in, in, in really good ways. And that it now is a time to really 
um, start embracing the me, myself, and I. And these ladies are dancing not in spite of the rain, but actually because of it, because they recognize that everything comes <coughs> into their life uh, carries a gift with it. <coughs> and they also learn to swallow rather than inhale. Uh, but this is such a beautiful, beautiful card, and it's talking about wonderful things. And that some of your experiences, and I think you've had experiences in your life and maybe uh, had some hurdles so that you could share your information with people, to share your point of view and some of your experiences because you can really help people. And right now I feel like there is wonderful things coming to you to assist you to take yourself to the next level and to also share. And uh, the, the beautiful card of friendliness is, is finding like-minded or like-hearted, as you were saying the other week, that um, finding your spiritual family and that there is just, this is the card of the perfect relationship. And it can be called the, the marriage card sometimes. It's when these two trees are in perfect harmony with each other that they create that beautiful in-between tones of color. And then they also have their own unique hues as well. So these are l really lovely cards. So thanks for calling, Jane. Yeah, excellent. So we have uh, <coughs> another call. Here we go. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? It's Ernie. Ernie, what can we do for you? Hey, Ernie. I'm calling for a reading. Ah. Okay, be most happy to. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, the first card is th this is the wise old man. And it's not in age, but it's in experience. And it's not even in experience. It's in how much experience you let in is what creates the wisdom. So you can be a wise old man at 26 or, or a, a two-year-old, or it could be 100 before you get to there. And it's all about what you let in. And I feel like you've got that ancientness to your soul that you let things in, that when you see and hear things, you really see and hear it. And it may not always be the popular thing or the cool thing to do, but that you do do that. And it's brought you a lot of wisdom. And this is the card of that transmutation, transfiguration, transformation. And that you've been getting a lot of guidance in your dreams and a lot of your tools and your uh, groundedness has come through dreams. And so if you haven't been focusing on your dreams lately, I really would because there is such a, an activity around you that I think you could get answers that maybe hasn't even come through people on the planet Earth in, in many, many eons. Now this card is the card of the mind. I know it looks a little creepy, but essentially what it's saying is that when we think too much, our mind becomes like a machine and it shreds our thoughts rather than making them more clear. So if there's something you've been worried about or been mulling over in your mind, it's saying take it out of your mind, put it into your dreams, and then it will all make perfect sense. So thank you very much. Yeah, excellent. We're down to our last minute. Is there anything you wanted to say? Um, let me see. Well, I, I began to show agree that we, the human race, are making enormous progress, leaps and leaps. Oh, yeah. And I'm very proud of us, and we pointed out a little bit uh, that we've had so much to do with it, in that those that have been watching regularly for a long time have a different vocabulary, the, uh, the books and so forth, mm -hmm. the language codes, That's the true. concepts. 
Uh, you've healed uh, thousands of people with the EFT. That's well, many different thing. techniques, yes, we've used. Yeah, there are many, the but yeah. But I know we are down to our last seconds, so it was our joy and honor to take you to the door. But we're down to our last thirds. And it's your choice to walk through it. And as Neville and you says, will. you You're will. Going. Just, Just go. do it. Just Stop do it. Fooling around. There's that Nike ad again. Thank you.